Hey guys, I'm Pauline Ponders. There's something about coffee shops that always gives me a sense of comfort and stillness. Even with the customers rushing in and out, it has always been a true sanctuary for me where I can let my many thoughts flow. It is also a place where I've connected with the most amazing people, and many of those people I've met are a big reason of why I'm here with you today. Sometimes when life gets too busy, too hectic, and overwhelming, it prevents us from remembering to take a deep breath, to be still, and to be present. Here on Pause, Sip, and Ponder, we are doing just that. Join me and my guests as we talk about everything and anything and the aim to give you some encouragement and some thoughts for you to ponder on. So if you're ready, sit down, relax, and let's just ponder. Hey, ponders. Ah! I'm so excited. I feel like Pam and Angela. Oh my gosh. Ladies. That's exactly how I feel. Who's who? Oh, hey guys, we didn't, I didn't even introduce to you oh. our guest today. Oops. <laughs> um, you have probably heard her in one of my most popular episodes, actually. So she's pretty cool, I guess. Um, no big deal. <laughs> it's Bailey Drew! Hey, everyone! That, like, solo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you probably have remembered her from our episode Spilling the Anxiety, which was which was really, really fun. It was um, a while ago. Yeah. It was yeah, I think we did it in February, so it's been a year. And a lot has happened in a, a year in terms of our friendship, in terms of our life. Um, and they kinda intertwined with one another because it was all happening like at once. So I think mm-hmm. we could talk about like how our friendship specifically yes. has changed in a year. Because last time, last episode, we were just kind of acquaintances, yeah. I guess you I didn't say. like you that much yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm deleting that episode right now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we were just like, we really bonded well. We had a great connection at first. So that kind of led us to like, yo, we should do an episode. And ever since then, I think we bonded over a lot more um like sadness yes (laughs) uh coffee and actually yeah so i think last year for both of us was really a year of change and like Mm -hmm. transition um but i mean i know i've been with you almost every single day but how have you been since the last episode <laughs> gotta go <laughs> that's, that's it for this episode um no i've been honestly a lot better i think the last time we did the episode together i was trying <laughs> sorry we have a crazy cat in here yes <laughs> um the last time we did the episode together i was trying really hard to convince myself that i was not as depressed as i was and like mm-hmm. not as anxious as i was yeah um and i think i had all the knowledge in order to not be and not feel that way but i just would not apply it um because yeah i would admit i think just looking back like you seem like you knew what you were talking about like in terms of like mental health mm-hmm. like what it actually is like what goes on in the brain i'm like oh like yeah it's way deeper yeah yet yeah we we you weren't really applying it at the time you know yeah i like i really thought that i had it all figured out but i had no clue how to apply it i think it was i was right at the beginning of learning how to mm-hmm. um and then since then my whole view on 
mental health and a lot of the things that I've been through has just changed so much. And I I listened to the episode um, again the other day just to see how much has changed. And I could hear myself making excuses for myself mm. as to why I couldn't do things and why it was okay to like sit in bed all the time and just like be sad. <laughs> um, when in reality, like, I always had the strength in me to get up and accomplish things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Let's, that's... let's let's take a look back at, like, what were our views were. Yeah. Because I think my views uh, kind of changed, yeah, since mm-hmm. then as well. So if you can remember, for those who haven't listened, and I advise you to listen to our last episode together mm-hmm. to kind of get some background. But um, I guess for me, I knew I was depressed before. Like when I was younger, but, and I, from before that, before 2019 happened, um, I really didn't think I would like go into a rut again. Like I felt like, that's why I asked you the question the other day, like after you go through suicidal, you know, um, tendencies and like attempts, um, I asked you like, do you think that going into that, is it more likely for you to go into that again? Or is it least likely since you had that experience? And, like, I think from that conversation we had last time, I really convinced myself that I would never be, like, that mm-hmm. depressed again yeah. until later in the months. <laughs> yeah. No, I I definitely thought that, you know, I thought that I had, like, when we did that episode that I had already hit rock bottom. I thought that, um, you know, I was kind of on an upswing. Mm-hmm. Nope. It only went down from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I listened back to it and I heard myself saying, you know, like a lot of the advice I did agree with um, still, I, you know, I don't think I was necessarily wrong. I just know for a fact that at that time in my life, I was not applying any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought that I had self-confidence. I didn't. I thought that things were going to get better from there they didn't and I (laughs) wasn't prepared for them to get worse but one of the biggest things I think I've learned since that episode is I learned to take control of my life Mm. um I learned to take charge and take initiative and you know there are days still where you know things do get really bad and I can't work through it yeah but for the most part um a lot of the like emotional hurdles that you know would have kept me in bed all day versus and like calling out of work like I learned how to kind of jump those um if that makes sense yeah definitely um I like when you mentioned take control because I think that's something we both dealt with Mm -hmm. last year because I always had the the suck it up you know culture Mm -hmm. always in mind if like if it's a thing, like, is it worth, you know, thinking about or doing? Like, is it that easy for people or is that, like, mm-hmm. unrealistic for people? And I think with you in the first episode, you definitely had the mindset that, like, 
like you said, like you started to use it as an excuse. And of mm-hmm. course, like depression is a real thing, you know, um, it's very, very different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I, I did mention in the first episode that we all do have some type of willpower to get over it. And the last year we like went on some trails we went hiking on Mm -hmm. a mountain um we did all of these things together me and bailey and we can just recall like us like hating each other in the moment of just Mm -hmm. climbing up the mountain oh my gosh i'm like bailey i'm reconsidering our friendship right now like (laughs) you were so mad at me why are you bringing me up here um but we didn't stop like we could have and we continued and i think that's just that those moments like that has really helped us um kind of get over our problems our life problems at home um and every time we go on another like hike we're like this is nothing you Mm -hmm. know and and i think that's kind of that kind of transferred into our life as well since then yeah because we didn't you know it's so easy for us to say like yeah but i got depression so i can't overcome those certain things you Mm -hmm. know we always make like excuses when we actually can you know you won't know until you actually try yeah yeah and i think um for example like the hike is like a perfect example that hike that we did was way harder than i thought it was going to be (laughs) i was like i'm fine it's fine yeah it's fine (laughs) um but then every hike that we did together i did after that was so easy yeah and Again, I think that's, like, you kind of have to hit rock bottom before Mm -hmm. you can really go up from there because it's, like, last year I went through probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. Mm -hmm. And um, do you care if I actually talk about it? That's on you. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I've never, like, put it on. Yeah, go ahead. You don't have to mention names. um, And whatever you decide to not put in, Mm -hmm. I can always take it out later. All right, so this is (laughs) secrets. So this is something I actually have not uh, been public about or talked about. Oh my gosh, I feel so like honored. (laughs) (laughs) This is something I definitely have not talked about um, on social media, really in public. There are very few people that I've shared this with so far because it's still pretty new, but... um, I had a suicide attempt last year, um, and what month was that? It was July. July. And July. We t- and we had our episode in February. In so February. Couple, yeah. Yeah, and um, that was one of the hardest things that I have ever had to go through in my life. That was one hundred percent my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a point where I had completely lost myself and who I was because I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. I didn't value myself or care about myself. Um, And I surrounded myself with people who didn't treat me the way I deserved to be treated. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt so worthless. I felt like, you know, if I disappeared tomorrow, no one would care. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to the hospital and I was there for about a week and I, I came out and it was like I woke up. For the first time in my life, I woke up and I realized that I'm worthy of being here. Mm -hmm. I'm not nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are so many things in my life that I am good at. I, you know, I and I deserve to feel confident in myself and in my own skin. And I 
shouldn't waste my time surrounding myself with people who don't treat me right and who make me feel like crap. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry and- to interrupt, but would you say that that experience um, helped you reach that mindset? Like, do you think mm-hmm. you would ever think about that if you didn't go through that? I really... I. There's something called post-traumatic growth that some mm. people go through. Because I was very interested because, again, suicide attempt can be a very traumatic experience. Right. Um, you know, especially after I, like, um, tried, <laughs> I immediately regretted it. Because typically, mm-hmm. I believe there's a study that shows that, um, like, your brain within the... I think one of the nurses told me when I was in the hospital, a lot of people regret suicide attempts, like, immediately after. Because in the, like, five minutes before typically your brain actually physically changes. So a lot of people either don't remember why they did it mm-hmm. or what they were doing. Um, again, this could be wrong, but this was what the nurse told don't me in the hospital. Us. Don't quote me. Quote the nurse. Yeah, quote the nurse. <laughs> Not my fault. Um, no, I, I like immediately regretted it. But the thing is, um, there's definitely a, a difference between feeling suicidal and then acting upon those emotions um and for the first time in my whole life I actually acted upon it um to Mm -hmm. the point where I could have died yeah and I think in that moment of regret you start thinking about why you regretted that action and that was really the moment where I realized I had so much to live for Mm -hmm. and this world is so beautiful and I there were so many people that rushed into my head as soon as I tried to take my own life. And all of the people that really cared about me, that really valued me, all of my favorite hobbies, the things that I loved, all of a sudden that was all that I could see. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that's what makes it worth being here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after I got out of the hospital... I didn't want to waste another day sitting inside feeling sorry for myself. I wanted to get out and I wanted to take advantage of the sunrise. I wanted to see every sunset. I wanted to go on all the hikes I wanted to go on. I wanted to travel Uh um, because life's too short to take for granted. And that's a huge thing that I learned. Yeah. And um, I thought I wasn't taking it for granted before, but I really was. Uh And... That's when, that was really when my whole mindset just kind of flipped. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that I would have gotten there if I hadn't done what I I did. Because it really took that moment of almost dying to make me realize, Mm -hmm. sadly, (laughs) how important it is that I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Because we always talk about how, like, certain situations or trials... Um, are there for a purpose for us to really learn um, what was missing in our life, what is needed in our life, like more things about us. That's what we learn. And just a random thought that I was thinking about. I remember one of the things I said in the first episode was that, oh, it's not cool to like joke around about being depressed, yet me and you have We joke around about it. <laughs> Who did we think we were? Oh I know. my gosh, we're such hypocrites. I think it's just because, like, <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. Really? Me too. <laughs> Hi. Because <Hi. laughs> it makes it 
I don't know. For it me, helps. at least, it helps. It makes it easier to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I was telling you yesterday, I was like, some of the first things that I'll say to people is just like, so, like, are you depressed too? But the thing is, like, it, like, oh. it takes a really dark subject. And typically, a lot of people are either going through or have gone through depression. They just don't talk about it. Right. And so, you know, if you're super open with it when you first meet someone, but, like, you don't want to, when you meet someone, you don't want to go up and just be like, severely depressed you know Mm -hmm. like so I try to make it kind of like a lighter subject so it's easier for other people to talk about and I think that that's why like I'll make like really bad self-deprecating jokes about like my own struggles because because it's real it's it's real real and like I don't want to say it's funny it's not funny but it's like (laughs) it's not funny it's not funny but it's fun to relate on it's fun to relate on yeah because you know someone else is going through it and I think with our culture it's depression is always su- suppressed or mm-hmm. like you know shown to be like a topic that you shouldn't really talk about in the public or like mm-hmm. that's something a counselor should talk about you know yeah um and i think that's what makes it, it that's what makes it lighter and easier is to kind of like talk about it in that sense um and trying to like that's where you really analyze and like find oh wait maybe it's not even that bad mm-hmm. you know like like it's kind of cool to look down upon like the things you have overcome and like even though you're depressed now like Mm -hmm. like you've you've overcome um past struggles as well so I think that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. wow look at us I know (laughs) well it's like celebrating um I guess this is the way that I have learned to look at my Mm -hmm. depression because I used to view it as this horrible thing that I absolutely hated having um like just a sickness just a sickness I oh my god but the thing is we all have parts of who we are good and bad Mm -hmm. and um it's really easy to love the good parts Mm -hmm. it's so much harder to love the bad parts and I think the reason why I now talk about depression in such a kind of light Mm-hmm. way I guess is my therapist did this exercise with me where she said I want you to imagine your depression as a person sitting like in front that. of you yep and yep. tell me what this person looks like talk to them ask them why they're here and you know I used to say like I hate my depression like I hate it mm-hmm. and then I thought about my depression as a person sitting in front of me mm-hmm. and immediately I regretted saying that I hated it because mm-hmm. this person was just broken yeah and they were broken because they've been hurt by others so much um you know betrayed by their own minds so much Mm -hmm. and they just wanted to be loved and they just wanted to be forgiven Mm -hmm. for the mistakes that they've made um for things that they've said and all of a sudden i felt a lot of compassion Mm -hmm. for this part of me that i had always hated yeah and that was really when i started to look at all the bad parts of me And try harder to celebrate them because my depression may make me unreliable sometimes. It might make me really sad sometimes or like kind of a bother to be around. (laughs) Um, But my depression also protects me. Mm -hmm. And my depression, it's a part of me that is just like um justifiably broken Mm -hmm. from everything that life's gone through but it's still here 
Right. Um, and that part of me is so strong. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a part of me that can be associated with a lot of negative emotions, yeah, it's a part of me that I should still be proud of. Right. And I think, like, when I, like, joke about, like, my issues with depression, it's me just trying really hard not to be ashamed of that part of myself. Mm-hmm. Because there is no reason to be ashamed. It's yeah. a part of who I am, and I love myself as a whole. I don't just love the good or the bad. Like, I love all of it. And it's so important that you really take a good look at all of those bad parts, at all of your mistakes, and understand that you deserve forgiveness. You deserve um, to move on. Like, you deserve to be loved for all of you. Yeah. I think the main, one of the main reasons for depression is that that lack of Mm self-love. Because your main focus is on, like, all the outside things like your your problems your issues your families your friends relationships um when the most vital thing that is needed within that moment is to focus on yourself mm-hmm. um and not the emotions necessarily but to also like have awareness and self-awareness because like once we have like once we practice self-love we gain self-awareness and we gain awareness of like okay, these are the things that we actually need in, or I actually need in my life, things that I actually want in life um, because, like, our mindset and what we do for our life can easily be influenced by what other people want in our life, what people expect from us in relationships and, like, family. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we're just blinded for, like, a good minute if mm-hmm. we're like that, you know? Yeah. So that's a really good point. Um, and... Did you find yourself being, like, we already talked about Mm -hmm. it, but did you find yourself being the root cause of your depression? Or did you mainly um, kind of, I wouldn't say blame, but pointed fingers at, you know, well, that's the same Mm -hmm. thing, at your outside, you know, forces that were, like, Mm kind of, like, bombarding you? I think it was a little bit of both. Right. I was going to say that. Yeah, because there were outside forces, like, I had a stalker. Mm. that's like something that i we mentioned that right i think so last time yeah Mm -hmm. um i had a stalker that's like an outside force that's like i'm obviously not choosing for them to be in my life they are just there harassing me so that was one you know kind of outside force that i could not really control that definitely attributed to a lot of my depression and honestly a lot of the PTSD that I developed through that whole traumatic situation was a lot of what contributed to me attempting to take my own life later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to other people, one of the things that I learned is I get to choose who's in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy to find yourself feeling stuck in a relationship or in a friendship, but at the end of the day, you're, you should feel that you're there because you want to be, not because you need to be. Right. And I was so worried about what other people would think of me if I cut them out, what other people would think of me if I, um, you know, if I left. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, life's too short not to do what's best for you. Yeah. And by being there and not actually wanting to be there, or feeling like you need to be there because the only validation you get is from that other person, 
Mm. You're wasting your time and you're wasting the other person's time. True. Um, because I'd rather somebody tell me that they don't want to be my friend versus like fake being my friend Mm -hmm. and not actually wanting to be there because they're worried about hurting my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so before I kind of felt like, you know, oh, everyone's like treating me like shit. Like, you know, why does everybody hate me? But then I realized all these people that are treating me like shit, I'm allowing them to be here. Exactly. I'm allowing them to do that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until later when I was just like, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of this. Literally, mood, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. And like, we had this discussion, like we always have talks like this, but like one of the things that we've talked about is how we, everything that happens in our life, not everything, but most things that happen are due to us agreeing to have these things in our life like we agree to have these certain people in our life we agree to saying yes all the time Mm -hmm. we agree to like compromising you know ourselves for the sake of other things as depressing that as that sounds and how like it's our fault our fault Mm -hmm. if we're able to put that much effort in creating that trouble for ourselves, we can definitely try to get ourselves out of that mm-hmm. um it's just we're not used to it and yeah we're, we don't have enough self-love to even do that for ourselves mm-hmm. um which is very important why we need to practice that and um as we talk about like self-love you've definitely practiced that a lot since then and yeah. like i can be like a big testimony in that and and sh- telling you guys how much she's changed um also with myself because one of my my greatest intentions this year is to not compromise because that's what i did a lot of last year um and just practicing self-love and um i already know but like what were some of the things that has helped you ever since that moment um of when you attempted what are the practices you did that has helped you kind of get over that and how has it changed since yeah. before yes. how you would handle that so you know before i I would try to be there for everybody. Same. Yeah. I would try to be there for everybody. I would, you know, give up time for myself to go help others all the time. Um, I was attached to my phone helping others. Mm. And I think one of the biggest changes that I made was taking the time to make sure I'm okay. Um, And the way that I did that, you know, was not like sitting at home and like, relaxing or as I used to call it decompressing because Mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm not actually like working on it um I started doing things that really challenged me right um one of the biggest questions I ask myself every day is if I don't get out of bed today am I going to regret it Mm -hmm. and or if I am scared of doing something I'll say to myself you know if I don't do this am I going to regret it Um, so for example, I started hiking almost every day. I would wake up and drive like two hours to somewhere in the middle of nowhere, super beautiful to go watch the sunrise. I would, Mm -hmm. I went on my first solo camping trip, which I was terrified of doing. Mm -hmm. And for a moment I almost didn't go, but then I remembered thinking, if you don't do this, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Um, and I kind of pushed myself like things that I was scared to do, things that I was scared to say. Mm-hmm. I just started saying them and I started doing them um, and tried, you know, if the only reason I'm not doing something is because I'm scared, 
that's mm-hmm. not a reason to like not do it. Yeah. Um, and I think hiking was one of the biggest things that really challenged me mentally and gave me so much growth. Um, because there are times when I'm hiking where I think I'm at like my physical end. Like I cannot <laughs> go any further. I'm going to pass out. Yeah. But then you push that extra like 20 feet. Yeah. And you realize that you're so much stronger mm-hmm. than you even thought you were. And then you have that, that like high. Yeah, that, you like, have that high. Like high and you want more and more and you want to like challenge yourself more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so it's, you know, doing things that I know I love that are good for me and also not allowing, um, you know, I used, I used to be a very codependent person. It would be like, oh, hey, let's go on a hike together tomorrow. And then if the person called out last minute or said like, oh, I can't, you know, I don't want to go anymore, I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Now, if I ask you to go hiking with me um, and you last minute say no, I'm still going hiking. I don't need you. Like, I don't need you. No shade. shade. (laughs) It's like, I'm still going to go, you know? Um, It's like we went on a trip to the Everglades like a week ago. Yes. That was very impulsive, last minute, and so fun. It was so much fun. You learned a lot. Yes. But if everybody said, oh, hey, we can't go, I'm still going to the Everglades. Right. You have to do it for yourself before others. So I think that's, like, one of the biggest practices of self-love that I did. And also practicing, like, I don't know how to explain this. You can explain it in a dance. Like, (laughs) they can't see that. They can't see that. (laughs) I'm doing the Dougie right now. (laughs) She just whipped guys. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, No, um, having more compassion for myself and learning to forgive myself. Yeah, I think forgiveness is a huge thing. That's a huge thing. Because, like, for me, and me and her kind of dealt with it. We're so in sync. I know. Um, Like, the last couple of months of the year, like, we were not excited about the new year. Like, Mm -hmm. we talked about it. Like, we weren't excited. Um, And I think the big root of it was just self-guilt. And, like, you know, over the years and growing up, um, you make these goals and you find yourself failing at them, like, a billion times like Mm -hmm. it could be the same problem the same habit and you still fail it and then you feel like all right well I give up now like there's no point in me kind of continuing since I've failed in this area already Mm -hmm. but I think um um just forgiving yourself is a big key for us to move forward or else it would be just stuck. Because it mm-hmm. was for a couple weeks. And then I think going to Florida definitely helped because of the seasonal depression here in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely, sunshine. Yeah, sinking in that sun was definitely, it was definitely nice. good. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> I used to, you know, for example, I would be like, all right, I have my whole day planned out tomorrow. I'm going to wake up at 9 a.m. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to yeah! eat healthy. And then I'd like sleep it. I'd wake up at like 11. And watch and the be, office. And watch and the eat office. Ramen. And eat ramen. And I would be like, I'm such a lazy piece of crap. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with me? You idiot. You're never going to accomplish anything. Look, you can't. You you literally planned it out for yourself. You couldn't even do that. Really? You're here talking to your cat. You're here talking to your cat alone in your room. Um, oh my God. But then I realized like, it's okay. Like, everybody does that. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay to just you know, have a little compassion for yourself. Because I always think about it, you know, if one of my friends was in the same situation and they texted me saying, you know, oh, I feel like crap about myself, you know, 
I was supposed to wake up early and go to the gym and now I just feel, you know, like I'm pointless, I'm worthless, I'm lazy. Yeah. What would I tell them? I'd be like, you're none of those things. Like, it's okay to sleep in sometimes. Like, maybe yeah. your body needed it, you know? Mm-hmm. You can always go to the gym tomorrow. You can go to the mm-hmm. gym later today. Yeah. And it's like, why do I have that much compassion for other people, but I don't mm-hmm. have that for myself? Mm-hmm. I deserve that too. Yes. And so now, you know, if I plan out a day where I'm supposed to be super productive and the next day ends up being, like, a movie day, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yep. It's okay, you know? There's always tomorrow and... You know, like, maybe that's, like, what I needed. I don't have to be on all the time. It's okay to forgive yourself for not, you know, sticking to the plan sometimes because... Every day is a new beginning, and I think that's Mm -hmm. something we both learned, that it doesn't have to, like, what you said, like, Mm -hmm. we weren't excited about the whole New Year thing because it's just another year to (laughs) kind of mess up, but, I mean, we still have every day, Mm -hmm. which is great to to look at, Yeah. And it's like, you know, one day does not determine who you are as a person. If you Mm -hmm. have one lazy day, it doesn't mean you're a lazy person, Mm -hmm. you know, because I am the person who will wake up and be like, if I don't get out of bed, am I going to regret this? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, just because I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be today doesn't mean I'm not a productive person. And it doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm not going anywhere because I totally have the ability to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, but life's life's not straight up. That's life. That's life. That's life. And I think it's just rolling with the punches and um, mm-hmm. just being understanding towards yourself. Because that's the thing is, like, I would be so understanding towards other people, but I wouldn't do that for myself. Same. Yeah. And you're just exhausted and you're like, what the heck, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um, like you are your own best friend. It, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um that's why the mind is so crazy sometimes Mm because it'll make you feel like you're crazy for thinking like for yourself and Mm -hmm. by yourself um so it's it's definitely a daily struggle and battle yeah but to just get over one day is a lot Mm -hmm. is a lot um not saying we will but you know things are inevitable but um if you were to run into another struggle another big issue another Mm -hmm. crisis this year for 2020 which i think a lot of us will Mm -hmm. i'm not manifesting now in your life i'm just (laughs) it could happen it could happen expect the unexpected exactly um would you say you would be treating it a different way like better than the last time yes yeah 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 for sure and that's like easy to say but Mm -hmm. we always find ourselves like still being clueless on what to do yeah um and i think one thing that has helped us is to remember that we already know what to do Mm -hmm. but like our body our mind tells us like no you don't know what to do like you have nothing to do now like Mm -hmm. you're stuck yeah but we honestly it's just it's all in the matter of taking what we've learned from the past and like using it Mm -hmm. as a lesson for next time i guess in comparison to how you would treat your problems before what I guess this is also an advice thing Mm -hmm. um we can share with the people like let's start from the beginning like this Mm -hmm. crappy situation just happened what is your first immediate response to go see my therapist go get (laughs) help and this is actually something that um you know I used to wait until it would get really bad 
and mm. then I would go get help. Mm-hmm. As soon as I have the suicidal thought, as soon as that pops into my head, immediately call my therapist, go get help, tackle it before it gets worse. Because oh. I've learned that ignoring it literally just makes it worse. And, you know, I used to, again, put others before myself. I would be at work and I would have these horrible suicidal thoughts and I would just let them, like, sort of, like, ruminate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't ask me. <laughs> um, in my head, I would just let them kind of sit there in my head and get bigger and bigger until they were just this huge weight on my shoulders. And, you know, I thought that I could deal with them on my own, but um, especially, you know, when I had my attempt... I didn't realize how bad it had gotten until I was already, like, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm very cautious because I am not taking risks with my life again. Um, so for me, you know, at the first moment where I feel like things are going downhill, that's when you start to get more help. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I didn't do before. I would just wait till it got really bad and then I would get help. Yeah. Um, but now I've learned to kind of... I know what the signs are. Um, Like, I can tell when things are starting to go downhill. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I can take those protective, like, measures to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't have counselors or can't Mm -hmm. immediately go to a therapist, Mm -hmm. um, do you think running to friends is important first? Mm -hmm or should be done or is there something else i think i mean obviously it's so easy for us to text our friends like oh my gosh this just happened yeah (laughs) like us yeah (laughs) i think i mean i think it's important to utilize your support system Mm -hmm. um as long as you don't abuse it Mm -hmm. um and as long as it's a a good reliable friend mm -hmm. who can actually genuinely give good advice yeah But one of the one, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, one resource that I really took advantage of and still take advantage of when I feel really depressed, um, you don't have to call them even if you are suicidal. You can just call them if you really need somebody to talk to is um, the suicide hotline. Exactly. Um, It is really, um, it was crazy how like, it was only a couple weeks after your attempt, I think, mm -hmm. or maybe even a week and where we went to Gil's gig, mm-hmm. and it was, and you didn't even know that it was, like, um, uh, what do you call it, like, suicide awareness, like, yeah. event, mm-hmm. and then I remember you, like, crying. I was so, like, because it literally happened, like, a couple days a couple, ago, like, yeah. a week ago from, from that event. Yeah, and yeah, no, I was really emotional, because it was just, like, I went from, sitting in my hospital room alone feeling like there is no one in the world that even gave a shit that I was there to sitting in a room full of people that were all talking about how important it is that you're alive and that you're here and well and um yeah it really hit me then (laughs) I was like (laughs) um yeah but no the suicide hotline is like it's such a good resource um to reach out to if you like if nobody's answering the phone and you really need someone to talk to they'll listen Mm -hmm. um I think sometimes we all just need someone to listen. Right. Plus, it's free. So, it is free. Yeah. It is free. And I'm sure there's a lot of resources out there, like mm-hmm. the online therapist. And, mm-hmm. like, there's just so many things that we can use and utilize right now. So mm-hmm. um, I think just keeping it to yourself 
is very harmful. Yeah. Um, because it's so easy for us to think that we can handle it by ourselves mm-hmm. or that people won't understand. And people may not understand you fully, like your situation. Um, yet just getting support is very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. I give all of this advice and, uh, you know, I am talking about things like I know what I'm talking about. We don't. We don't. This is all just my perspective, what I've learned. Just forget I, what we said. I'm just kidding. Forget what we said. Um, <laughs> no, but, you know, this is all just, like, my perspective and how I've dealt with things and how somebody else figures out how to love themselves or mm-hmm. how to take care of themselves can be completely different. Um, and this episode is, like, a therapy session for us. Like, yeah. We're not just doing it for you guys, but we're doing it for ourselves as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, I talk about... Like, I have it all figured out. I falter. You know, I mm-hmm. I definitely have more confidence in myself than I ever had before. But, like, I still get nervous as hell when I'm about <laughs> to perform. You know, yeah. it's stuff like that where there are times when all of my insecurities still come flooding back. And there are moments where I still don't have much confidence or aspects of my life where I'm still finding confidence within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't have it figured out yet. But I've just learned to say, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have everything figured out right now. Um, yeah, you can just take it day by day, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something really important that I learned. Instead of you know trying to predict my whole future, that it's okay to not have things figured out right now, and to not be perfect. Um, no one is. <laughs> nope. We we pretend not to be. Even we Michael try to Scott. be. Not even Michael Scott. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I I completely agree. And I think that's a good thing to kind of close on, Mm -hmm. um, is to always be present. That is one intention that I really have for this year, because Mm -hmm. with being present, you're not so worried about the future. Mm -hmm. You're not so worried about your past life, your regrets, um, your anxieties towards like, what is my life going to be? Because it hasn't happened yet. So just being present, um, kind of helps you really recenter yourself and like find your soul because and just really value ourselves Mm -hmm. and love ourselves and like you said yeah it's okay to not be okay i think we said that in our first episode episode. it's still the same still the same concept that it's okay not to be okay Mm -hmm. and um that everyone's going through something um and i guess if we continue to have i uh, although we we still are talking about depression for a, mm-hmm. a year now mm-hmm. <laughs> and we should really have a, d- a different topic <laughs> for next time yeah. but um it just goes to show you that it is real and that everyone deals with it and it's all a journey um mm-hmm. it's not going to end by the new year it's not going to end in a couple months a couple weeks um and to just really value those times where you were able to overcome it and not ignore it like you guys should really you know step out of your comfort zone we went traveling together. Mm-hmm. We, Bailey's done trails and hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing things to kind of get me out of my comfort zone. Um, and life is just so much more than all these issues that we deal with. They're just utter distractions, mm-hmm. I think, um, from us to really embracing life. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Bales. <laughs> Thanks, We literally planned this yesterday. And yeah. then, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Um, but also, before we close out, 
would you like to put into any plugs? Because since last year, you've done something that we've always wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> my cat um, just tried to bite my hand off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Gross. Um, but Bailey Drew has a blog. Yes, I do. And a YouTube <clears throat> channel. And a YouTube channel. Um, no, so my blog, it's called uh, The Daily Brew with Bailey Drew. I... Mm post things about coffee i'll post adventures that we've gone on but i think one of my favorite things about my blog that i've done is i literally take parts of my journal and i just post them because i i'll have these really weird like poetic rants that are like three pages long um they're really good thank you (laughs) and i'll just post them on there about my life it was really hard to like gain the courage to do that but um Oh, I think it's good to talk about things, so... I think that was definitely one thing that has helped you in the process of kind of getting over your your attempt and mm-hmm. just all that negativity. Yeah. And it's something you've always wanted to do, I know. Mm-hmm. And then you did it. Yeah. That's the one thing I know about Bailey. She's very impulsive. Yes. Um, but she gets things done. She yes. gets things done. I do. I try. <laughs> we <my> hope. <best. laughs> I try. Um... <laughs> So yeah, that is it for today's episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to post this and for you guys to hear it. I mean, you're hearing it right now, but... um, Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) Um, If you want to hear more episodes with me and Bales, well, well, I mean, we're already going to do it, Mm -hmm. whether we get your permission or not. (laughs) um, Let us know what topics you want us to talk about, because we literally talk about everything Mm -hmm. um, and anything. Um, Thanks, guys, for listening, and can't wait for our next one if you really like this please subscribe and follow share it with your friends and everyone you know and don't forget to follow us on instagram mine is pauline.ponders and bailey's is uh bailey brew 98 yes it's not as cool as your name (laughs) (laughs) it's fine um and yeah for updates and please 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 follow and check out bailey's blog um you will not be disappointed and her youtube channel um so yeah that's it love you guys remember to always love to always be curious and to always ponder Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>